0: Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'm Samantha Dinnage. Join me to explore holistic approaches to support your well-being in today's hectic world. Through each episode, my intention is to empower you to live your life with less stress and more joy and relaxation. I understand we are all unique and I invite you to take what resonates with you on your journey to feeling more vibrant from the inside out. My dream is to create a radiant ripple effect from each of us out into the world. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me. Now let's dive in. In the West, here in the UK, we often go and see the GP when our body is telling us something isn't right. This might be a niggle, but all too often, we wait until our body is shouting at us with pain and discomfort before we finally book an appointment. If it's causing greater concern, we may be referred to go and see a specialist, such as an ears, nose, and throat consultant, which was who I went to see when I had persistent problems with my sinuses. When my digestion was poor, I finally got access to a gan- can't say the word gastroenterology consultant. And when I needed to up level my mindset and reduce my anxiety and depression, I went to see a cognitive behavioural specialist we go and see the specialist for that particular body part or mental concern. In the West, we often view each body part separately rather than looking at our being as the interconnected web that it is, where the sum is so much greater than the parts. Our bodies are often treated like a mechanical car or computer when it is so much more complex than that. In recent years, it's been great to see more light shed on mental health but it can still be a bit of a taboo subject. When a friend has a cold or has a broken leg, often we can find this so much more easier to relate to than mental discomfort. Although many others in today's busy, demanding worlds experience high levels of stress, along with episodes of anxiety and depression. In the East, the mind and body are seen as two sides of the same coin and it's naturally understood that the body affects the mind and the mind affects the body i didn't realize in the past that physical ailments could be caused by mental and emotional factors i only thought that some something physical must be broken it took me a long time to realize that a lot of my health concerns tiredness and exhaustion were linked to mental patterns which in turn affected my choices and my behavior. In Eastern healthcare systems, such as Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine that have been around for thousands of years, they tend to look at the whole person, their natural tendencies, their lifestyle, personality, natural body type, their life story and experiences, passions in life, along with body ailments and mental challenges. I've spoken about Ayurveda many times before and as a reminder, Ayurveda is the science of life and it helps to promote longevity and it has been used for generations in India, remaining a large part of their culture even after the British took over and tried to significantly reduce its presence. In Ayurveda, they believe that disease is created when we become out of balance. By this I mean when who we naturally are isn't aligned with how we are showing up in the world. Therefore, when we come back home to our true selves, we can feel more vibrant and healthy. For example, if we are a creative being who enjoys lots of freedom, having too rigid rules and structure will be stressful and create tension. However, if there are no boundaries at all, then this person may feel lost and overwhelmed. So there is always a balance to be found in any given moment. Ayurveda explains health as so much more than not having disease. One way it describes health is that we have balanced digestion, balanced tissues. Our tissues include things like the blood, the muscle, bone and fat. That we have balanced excretion normal functioning senses and a happy satisfied mind and a happy soul and ultimately we are living in balance with our natural mind body constitution. These mind body constitutions are known as doshas that I've spoken about previously. These are vata, pitta and kapha and we can be a mix of all three Being aware of the doshas really empowers us to understand ourselves better, to understand ourselves more deeply and I plan to create an episode on these in more detail very soon. Ayurveda believes disease occurs when we are out of balance, when the conditions for those things that we don't want to occur are thriving and mental and physical toxins then build up. So how often do we put up with feeling not quite right and put up with those aches, pains and stiffness? Often I hear about, oh, it's just old age. We often ignore these messages that the body is sending us, that something isn't quite right and carry on doing the same things, hoping that it will go away. In the Eastern perspective of Ayurveda, there are six stages of disease which means when we recognise the signs early enough, we can help to prevent, alleviate or reverse them before they progress into chronic illness and disease. So to briefly mention these six stages, stage one is accumulation, whereby a dosha may increase and go out of balance. At this stage, the human capacity is likely to intuitively seek what it needs. For example, someone who has a lot of pitta, the heating fire element, who has drunk way too much heating coffee and alcohol over the summer and is feeling impatient and angry may seek out cooling drinks such as peppermint or chamomile naturally. Stage two is aggravation. This is where the dosha continues to increase and we may start noticing warning signals, such as a little acid reflux when there's too much heat present. However, by applying the opposite qualities, in this case, cooling practices, then we can start to recover the situation. Stage three is the spread or overflow of the dosha. So the dosha is spreading out through the body and it finds a place to enter and stay, often finding a new home in weak tissues and or organs. At this stage, symptoms become more pronounced. We might see rashes, burning eyes and fever in the case of too much pit of fire. At stage four, this is when the dosha becomes lodged and becomes an unwelcome squatter in its new home. The qualities of the dosha will start to cause more problems for weak tissues or organs and it is at this point we may really notice symptoms start to scream at us when the disease is starting to take place. At stage five, manifestation can occur. For example, vata cracking and popping in the joints can then progress and manifest into osteoarthritis as it did in my big toe and the joint became deformed and I ended up having surgery. Wow, that was almost 10 years ago. Years of leaving cold feet unattended probably really didn't help as cold increases vata and if only I would knew that then. When the structure of the tissues has started to deteriorate it's much more difficult to reverse the problem although I now know there are tools to help support. In the final stage stage six maturation occurs and if we follow the example of the osteoarthritis this is when the joint may really degenerate and a new one may be needed for example a knee replacement. Luckily the progression of disease happens over a long period of time and when we can get there early and bring the related doshas back into balance it can be possible to get our health back on track. Due to this understanding and consideration Ayurveda and other eastern systems are very much about preventative health care and identifying when something is out of balance early on before it escalates into something more serious. The Eastern perspectives understand that everything is medicine. From the food that we eat, to the environment that we're in, the people that we surround, our, surround ourselves with, the movement that we do or don't do, and the impressions we take in through our senses, such as the kind of music we play or the TV we watch. These are all having an influence on our well-being. Ayurveda and its doshas help us to recognise that we are all individual and that different approaches need to be taken to feel vibrant and healthy. In the West, we are often given a one-size-fits-all approach. There are numerous forms of exercise and diets out there which won't necessarily be suitable for everyone in order for them to feel good. So it's no wonder when we hear a friend raving about something they've tried For example, intermittent fasting. To then find that when we give it a go, it doesn't have the same impact on us. And so, it's no surprise. It's like when parents say, we treated them both the same and they turned out so differently. Yes, you may have, but each person is so different and their needs will vary greatly. Ayurveda provides a framework and guidelines to improve health rather than a strict rule book. It is adaptive, just like we are changing and adapting all of the time, just like the natural cycles such as the seasons all around us. So it has this natural ebb and flow to tune into what you need in any given moment so that you can feel more balanced and vibrant. In the West, when we see the GP, we are often given pharmaceutical medicine to alleviate our symptoms. It's a quick solution in a very quick appointment. And of course, it makes companies a lot of money. When we realize that many of the concerns GPs see are stress-related, and that some simple lifestyle changes can make a huge difference, we can start to get to the root cause of the issues rather than simply applying a plaster, or if you're in the states, a band-aid to the symptoms. I know family members with high blood pressure. This is the body saying something is out of balance and simply masking the real problem with the tablet doesn't help to improve health long-term. Finding and managing the root cause is like taking the weeds in a garden out from the roots. Then they're much less likely to return. I'm sure some of you can relate to my experiences of going to the GP and they can't find anything wrong, but I just don't feel right. We may not feel healthy and it may feel like life is a struggle, but we may be free from disease. But we want to get rid of the irritability or maybe the anxiety or the sluggishness that we feel because we don't want to live like this any longer but we can feel stuck in these points and not sure what to do. It's amazing, however, that your health can be in your hands. You can have a deep influence upon it and you can feel empowered. You have a choice to make in any given moment. Will we always get it right and follow through 100% of the time? No, that's not realistic but we can start to choose the things that support us to be well more and more. You can decide to go to bed earlier or watch another episode on Netflix. You can choose whether to eat something that will make you feel satisfied and energized or sluggish and tired. You can choose to continue to push yourself past your limits or find moments of pause and tools to de-stress in your busy world or you may choose who you spend time with or when you switch off your computer. I know often we can feel trapped on the hamster wheel of life, feeling there are many expectations and things that we should do. When we change the approach from should to could and really take responsibility for our own actions, things can gradually start to change bit by bit step by step through small changes at a time we can make improvements to support our health that are much more realistic and less fearful and overwhelming than a complete life overhaul <laughs> choosing more of what helps us to move forward towards balance and who can naturally and who we naturally are and choosing less of what moves us further away really can make a huge difference to how we feel. But how do you know what that is? How do you know what's gonna bring you to more balance? So seeing an Ayurvedic coach or doctor can fast forward this process. And you can, in time, also develop greater self-awareness with having a curious mindset to really listen and get to know yourself and discover what you need in any given moment. So how fantastic is that? But I think we need to become more comfortable with the quiet, with the stillness, with not distracting ourselves all of the time, perhaps by looking at our phones, by filling that boredom, by having a snack. It's about creating that space to notice, to observe and become more aware of our inner selves. So consistency is a huge thing. Creating supportive habits that we do every day will have much greater impact than one good day every now and again. The things that we watch every day can have such a huge effect on our minds. I've had two people in the last two weeks tell me about how they've reduced their screen time watching the news and that they've put boundaries in place so that they're limiting their time on the news app and how much this has had a profound profound impact on their anxiety levels. Watching the news consistently every day was clearly not serving them well. So they've made a change and they're feeling the benefit. It's also important to recognise that what we think consistently has a massive impact on our health and really influences the choices and choices that we make and our behaviours. Therefore, becoming more aware of our minds and emotional tendencies really cannot be ignored. In today's culture, I think we often try and satisfy our emotional needs through food, alcohol, career status. What do you think? Would you agree? Western medicine is based on clinical methods, laboratory research and state-of-the-art technology. It's based on the method that you will believe it when you see it. There is a limitation to this, however, because what we can test is only based on the realms of what is available physically at this moment discoveries are being made all of the time, aren't they? So something might be discovered in 20 years time um, that was new by known by the ancient traditions such a long time ago. Scientific findings, as I say, are advancing and Eastern medicine has been developed over thousands of years and is based more on a if I believe it, I will see it approach. And I think there is a lot in feeling the benefits of something rather than having to have a test or a piece of paper report to me how something should be working, although I know validity can be comforting. Both systems have their place, and the Western allopathic approach is, in my opinion, amazing in emergency situations and life-saving surgical advancement. If I was in a car accident, I would absolutely want to be rushed to hospital. However, holistic approaches aren't about surviving and getting through the day, but living a life full of energy, joy, and vitality with gratitude. When our energy is higher, we can do more good in the world. We can be of more service to family, friends, and the community. And we can share our own unique skills and talents. Yes, you do have them, even if you're not sure what they are right now. And we can share those for the greater good. Surely that's what we are here to do rather than muddle through every day. Ayurveda places a lot of focus on gut health and toxins that are built up in the body through a range of diagnostic techniques that can include tongue and pulse diagnosis. Techniques that I am currently training in and it really blows my mind. Through identifying someone's imbalances, we can start to gradually move someone back closer to their natural state of being, their dosha, or sometimes known as their original constitution or original mind body type. Ayurveda works with nature and its natural cycles, such as the seasons, which can also have a direct impact on our well being. In the West, we can do and eat the same things every day, but this isn't how nature intended. Through gradually introducing recommendations in diet, detox, and rejuvenation programs, supportive daily routines, lifestyle and movement, including yoga, perhaps some breath techniques and herbs, to nudge the body back into a better state of being, one can begin to feel so much healthier. Personally, I know I would rather prevent myself going to the doctors or hospital rather than outsourcing my health to a medical professional to fix me when a problem has really occurred. I wish to grow older and wiser and become healthier and healthier. And why isn't that possible? I'm excited to support people on their own health journeys through Ayurveda Health Coaching later this year. So, for now, I will leave you with three questions. Do you feel empowered to support your own health? What would a vibrant and joyful day look like for you? And do you believe health can be improved? Or do you believe it's static? So do drop me a message. Let me know if anything resonated with you from today's episode. And thank you ever so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening to the Beautiful Balance podcast. Please press subscribe to be notified when the next episode is out. Every other Wednesday. Do follow me on Facebook and Instagram at beautifullybalanced.online